Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Oh, yes, it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Sanders Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. We are on episode 26. Now the Xander's Facts Podcast, the final week of July, my favorite month. Welcome in, everyone, to the most factual podcast in the world, Xander's Facts Podcast, releasing this on Wednesday, July 28th. Thank you all for listening. We got a big show this week. We got a lot to talk about. So what are we going to talk about this week? Well, if you didn't know from the title of the podcast, we're going to start talking about super conferences because it's almost football season. And you know what that means college football, NFL. We're going to talk about all of that, plus in sports, plus we're going to talk about politics too. We had mask stuff. Last week, we talked about COVID cases, why you should get the vaccine. If you don't have the vaccine, I don't know what you're doing. Listen to this podcast, probably should go do it. While you're listening to the podcast, you can do that. Plus, give you a little update on what's going on with infrastructure. We talked about that a little bit ago, a couple episodes ago. Talked about the whole bipartisan infrastructure bill, negotiations, the other bill I was telling you about. We're going to talk about all that this week on the Zaders Facts Podcast. But we're going to start with football because it is almost football season. It's the end of July. Disgusting! And usually when August starts coming around, we usually get NFL preseason games. But this year, well actually in all future years I guess because the NFL got rid of a preseason game because they added a regular season game. So now we only have... Three preseason games. So sad. But this week, and last week too, but finally this week, all 32 teams have started training camps. Oh my gosh. And if you were watching ESPN at any point today, you probably knew that. Because that's all they're talking about. Because they have nothing else to talk about. Well, except for the NBA draft, which is coming up. And we talked about that a few weeks ago on this podcast too, with Hillbilly. So if you want to listen to that, go listen to that. But... We're talking about football. And all training camps have started this week. Which means we finally get to know if a certain quarterback on a certain team is going to be playing this year. Who? Y'all know who I'm talking about because we talked about this earlier. Aaron Rodgers on the Packers. Is he going to play this year? Well, turns out he is with the Packers. What? I know. What? So, this is reported earlier this week that Aaron Rodgers agreed to a revision of his contract with the Packers that's going to allow, I guess, allow Rodgers to play for Green Bay this year. This deal reportedly voids the 2023 season in his contract, so he's no longer under contract for that year, and it allows for Rodgers to leave the team after this coming season. So he may not even have to play in Green Bay in 2022 if he doesn't want to, because apparently he doesn't want to, because it, it took them this long months on end to finally reach this deal cool facts bro there was a ton of drama surrounding the packers and rogers this offseason whether he was going to return the team we didn't know we were talking about on this podcast there were several reports that said he did not want to come back because they he felt he wasn't getting paid enough or they weren't supporting him and they were drafting his successor in the first round instead of drafting receivers for him but whatever he's playing He's going to be on the Packers this year. In the end, he's going to be there. And the Packers look like top title contenders in the NFL. We're going to talk all NFL this fall 
Xander's got a fantasy team, and he's going to tell you all about it. I don't know. We haven't had a draft yet, though, so we'll see. Good to know. Another thing, another controversy surrounding a quarterback this offseason was your boy, Deshaun Watson. Not your boy, because he's might be a bad boy. The quarterback of the Texans. This offseason, he was accused of sexual assault and misconduct and is currently facing, in the state of Texas, 22 civil lawsuits surrounding the allegations. 22 separate lawsuits from 22 separate women. That doesn't sound too good to me. And these allegations emerged after Watson had already requested a trade from the Texans this offseason. Like in the first episodes of Xander's Facts, we were talking about, oh my gosh, where's the Sean Watson going to go? And then that just fizzled out because these allegations started coming out, and that was pretty bad. So since then, rumors have gone quiet. However, the rumors are back up this week. Why? Because Watson reported to the training camp for the Texans this week. And while he did report to training camp, He's not expected to practice with the team as the Texans are looking to separate him from his teammates because he's a bad boy. Also, he reportedly only showed up because if he didn't, he would have gotten fined $50,000 each day he was absent. So he showed up and the Texans said, well, we don't really want you. So according to ESPN, the Texans are now actively talking to teams about Watson and what they could get for him in a trade which they should have been done, doing back before all the trade things started going out. Because now, even if they're able to trade them, they're going to get a lot less. We were talking about crazy, multiple first-round picks, SAR players being traded just for Deshaun Watson, and now, who knows? Huh. Maybe, the I don't know. Well, that's just a messy situation. I don't even know what to deal with that. That's just, ugh. I mean, he was one of the hottest commodities in the history of the trade market. Back in the spring. And now his values presumably plummeted because of the allegations. And that's the Texans. Well, that's his fault because he did those. We don't know if he did those things. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So it's his fault. It's also the Texans' fault. Because now they're going to ask for all that stuff. Nobody's going to give it to him because he is not as valuable anymore to those teams. Oh, well. And plus, in the NFL, apparently... There's a bunch of players on the teams who haven't gotten vaccinated with the COVID, which I don't know why they should be listening to this podcast, because if they listen to this podcast, they'd know to get vaccinated. But apparently they haven't, and they're losers. Sanders facts. Apparently, like the my my boys, the Washington football team, apparently it's like 50% of the players have not gotten vaccinated, which doesn't make any sense, because their head coach, Ron Rivera, Literally had cancer last year. He is as prone as anybody to getting really sick if he actually got it. But apparently they don't care because I don't want that chip to go in my body. Well, if you listen to last week's podcast, we said there are no chips that go in your bodies. So I don't even know what they're doing. Ugh. Sanders facts is not good. Sanders warned you. So now I'm angry. Plus, what if you draft a player in your fantasy team and he gets COVID, and you didn't know he was vaccinated, so then you're screwed. Like, then I'll be really angry. And plus, I won't care, because he wouldn't have gotten vaccinated, so then I probably won't feel sorry for him. Xander's facts. There's also another tier of football that we're going to talk about this week. We're going to go really in-depth, because in college football, the news is crazy. Here it comes! So, let's. you might know what I'm talking about. Let's talk about it, though. Xander's facts. This week, last week actually, the power conferences in college football had their preseason media days this week. So, 
the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, all of them. So on Thursday, there was a report, a couple reports that came out about a potential major shakeup in college football and in the world of college athletics. So the Houston Chronicle was the first to report that the University of Texas at Austin and the University of Oklahoma had reached out to the Southeastern Conference, something you may know as the SEC, about potentially joining the conference. What do you say? What? Sander! I know. Hold on! After that report, the news went wild. Both the SEC and the Big 12 scheduled meetings that day to presumably discuss the news. By Friday, it had been reported that both UT, Texas, and OU, Oklahoma, were indeed going to leave the Big 12 conference for the SEC as soon as this week. Uh Uh-oh. Over the weekend, other schools began to react too. Texas A&M's athletic director, Texas A&M is in the SEC, expressed disappointment because he wanted A&M to be the only school from Texas in the SEC. And A&M left the Big 12, which is where Texas and Oklahoma are right now, back in 2012, because they wanted to get away from Texas and get away from their shadow, because they're always in their shadow in the state of Texas. And now it's back, whatever. And then Oklahoma State's president, Oklahoma State, is also in the Big 12. Oklahoma State reacted with displeasure as well. So there were a ton of reports that said the Big 12 was looking at ways to please Texas and Oklahoma so that they wouldn't leave because we're going to get into this, but if Texas and Oklahoma actually leave, the Big 12 is finished. Too bad. On Monday, here you go. Here comes a fact. The University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma sent out a joint statement announcing their intentions to leave, exit the Big 12 at the end of the grant of media rights deal in 2025. So the Big 12 has a TV contract with ESPN and Fox that ends in 2025. And when that contract's over, both these schools are saying, we're out. Goodbye. And then on Tuesday, which is the day I'm recording this podcast, both schools sent a letter to the SEC requesting admission to the conference. What? Beginning on July 1st, 2025. And as you might expect, and as you might know, This news sent the college athletic world scrambling, going crazy. Many believe that the news is sure to set off the next round of conference realignment, which we thought would probably be a few years away because a bunch of the TV deals with the other conferences end in a few years. But apparently, we're we're hearing about this now. Deal with it! The Big 12, even though it's called the Big 12, has 10 teams. And so without Texas and Oklahoma, they have 8. And so the remaining eight schools in the Big 12 are now fighting to stay relevant through this next round of realignment. The remaining schools in the Big 12 are Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia, and Iowa State. Those are the eight remaining schools, which none of them have even close to the brand power money as Texas or Oklahoma. So they are act- they are really going to fight to stay relevant and stay in a power conference because this is going to get a little tough for these schools. So even though the letter that was sent by Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC requests admission beginning on July 1st, 2025, there are multiple reports that say Texas and Oklahoma could begin playing in the SEC as soon as next year, 2022. That's blasphemy. The Big 12's As I said, 
their media rights deal ends in 2025. So if Texas and Oklahoma left before then, they would owe the Big 12 a lot of money. Yikes! Reportedly, it would be at least two years of revenue. So remember, this was a while ago, I think, I started yabbering about money in college athletics and how the SEC and the Big Ten schools get more money because their TV deals are bigger and then the the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and the ACC don't get as much. Well, the Big 12 gives out to its members about $37 million each year because of TV revenue that they get from their TV partners and making bowl games and conference championships and national championships and all that. So each school gets about $37 million. So Texas and Oklahoma would each have to pay double that, it looks like, if they were going to leave early. 37 times 2 is 74. 74 times 2 is 148. True, true. That's $148 million, which is a lot of money. But for Texas and Oklahoma... It might not be that much money, especially because they're going to go to a conference which pays its members a lot more and it's going to pay its members a lot more because ESPN is probably going to give the conference a lot more money because now they say, oh, you've got Texas and Oklahoma. Let's give you a lot more money. So they're probably going to go do that unless they attempted to renegotiate a buyout with the Big 12, which they could do if the Big 12 was like, we just want you to get out of here or if I don't know. I don't know why the Big 12 would want that because then I, who knows? I don't know. They'd get money somehow, but the Big 12 is kind of in trouble. Meanwhile, as I said, the other universities in the Big 12 are looking at what their next steps may be. Reports from last week suggest that two of those schools, University of Kansas and Iowa State University, have both reached out to the Big 10, another conference, about potential membership. And the Big Ten is crazy about academics. They've got the research partnership. 13 out of the 14 schools in the Big Ten are AAU schools. AAU is the Association of American Universities. They're preppy schools. What a wimp. And the one that's not is Nebraska. And Nebraska was an AAU school when they joined the Big Ten, and then they lost that status, whatever. So both Kansas and Iowa State are members of the Association of American Universities. They are both AAU schools, which the Big Ten, of course, values for having upper-level universities and academics because they want to be so great. Even though I saw a ranking the other day that said the ACC had the best academics on average, and the SEC, I think, the SEC and the Big 12 were the worst. But Kansas and Iowa State are, I guess, okay schools. But the Big Ten would presumably be like, uh, maybe. The Big Ten's got 14 schools right now, and the SEC had 14 until they added Texas and Oklahoma. So now they're going to have 16, so the Big Ten's presumably going to want to catch up. So is the ACC. We'll talk about that in a second. But if the Big Ten wants AAU schools, they're not going to call West Virginia, because West Virginia is the worst Power 5 school in academics, and it's kind of not close. They're pretty bad. Need some ice for that sick burn. So, unless the Big Ten started to poach the ACC. What? Uh, Hold on. We'll see. I mean, the Pac-12 could start picking off a couple of Big 12 schools. The Pac-12 is the West Coast Conference. They could get Texas Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma State. They could get either of those. And West Virginia keeps getting tied up in rumors with the ACC. Yet, as I said, the ACC might be like, uh, your academics are terrible. 
Then again, they also took Louisville. Louisville's not as bad as West Virginia, but they're still pretty bad. And back when we had realignment back in 2012, remember Texas A&M, I said, went from the Big 12 to the SEC. So did Missouri. Nebraska was in the Big 12. They went to the Big 10. Colorado was in the Big 12. They went to the Pac-12. And West Virginia, which was in the Big East, or American, wanted to go to the ACC. The ACC was like, uh, no. And they got, they took Pitt and Syracuse instead, and Louisville to replace Maryland. And West Virginia made it to the Big 12, even though West Virginia's not really anywhere close to the any of the Big 12 schools. But West Virginia is a lot closer to ACC schools. They've got Louisville, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. They're all right there. Fact. Then again, there's that one thing. Also, they burn couches in West Virginia, apparently. What? But some people see that the Big 12 could stay together. The eight schools could band together and add several schools from the American Athletic Conference, which is the AAC or the Mountain West, like a Boise State or a BYU or a Houston or a Memphis or a UCF. They could get some of those. And there's a... Other people are talking about a potential merger between the Big 12 and the American Conference. That could be on the table. Because without Texas and Oklahoma, the Big 12 is not really a Power 5 conference. If it merged with the American, it probably still wouldn't be. It'd probably be the best group of five conference, which the American is right now. However, others, rumors, are suggesting that the Big 10 or the SEC may poach members of the glorious Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC. Watch it! A lot of people are talking about that. However, this is probably unlikely this time because right now the ACC has a grant of rights deal through 2036. What's a grant of rights deal? Well, it would basically mean that any school that leaves the conference would have to pay their TV revenue to the ACC through 2036 and that that school's TV rights would also be controlled by the ACC. Through 2036. It's the truth. So it would make it basically, at this point, financially impossible for any school, Clemson, UNC, anybody, to actually leave the ACC. Because they just signed this deal back in 2016, I believe, and it goes until 2036. It's a 20-year deal, and we're not even halfway through it. We're, we're a quarter of the way through it. Plus, a lot of people are suggesting that Notre Dame should go to the Big Ten. Well, because Notre Dame's independent in football and they're with the ACC and all their other sports, except in hockey, which they're in the Big Ten because the ACC doesn't have a hockey conference, I guess. It doesn't make any sense. Notre Dame's contract with the ACC mandates that if they join a conference in football before 2036, the contract states that that conference must be the ACC. It's a fact. So it could, it's probably not going to happen. But... Renegotiations, that could always be the answer. Plus, the contract, it's believed that the ACC's contract with ESPN for their TV rights states that if the ACC expands and adds new members like Notre Dame for football or West Virginia or Cincinnati or UCF or whoever, then they could renegotiate that deal with ESPN. What does that do for the TV locking in the grants of rights deal? We don't know. I mean, that's just all crazy. But then I found this other rumor 
on Tuesday morning that came from ESPN. I was reading an article. Really? About what's next for each conference after the Texas and Oklahoma moves. And sources have reportedly told ESPN that the Texas and Oklahoma editions may be just the beginning for the SEC. That the SEC may have this huge, big, grand master plan to create a true... Big fact incoming! Super conference. Oh, there's the super conference mentioned. There it is. Reports say it could include as many as 60 teams or as few as 32 and it could, it, this would basically be the end of the NCAA for Power 5 schools. Like, the Super Conference would most likely be its own entity, and the NCAA would be, ugh. There are people saying that if the SEC goes ahead and gets Texas and Oklahoma, they could be more profitable than the NCAA is. That's not a fact. Which, I guess, if ESPN, you know, gives them every single cent they in, which could happen... But if that happened, if there was a super conference, I mean, 60 teams would basically be all the Power 5 schools, except for a couple. Probably, oh, uh, yeah, you know, like the Rutgers and the Wake Forest. I'm sorry, Rutgers and Wake Forest, but that it's true. You probably wouldn't be in the super conference. And if it was 32, it'd basically be like the Premier League. The Premier League in soccer is like 20 teams. Oh my gosh. Remember when we talked about the Super League? <gasps> this is kind of like that. The Super Conference would kind of be like the Super League. Except for the Super League, the fans were not having that over in England and in Europe. But the fans seem okay with this. Like, there's not a whole lot of pushback right now for Texas and Oklahoma doing this. So, that's kind of the difference. Of course, don't be worried because none of this would have an effect on the upcoming season. But after the season's over, you might want to worry. Stinger. Except for some potential hard feelings that might be played out between fans and schools. Not, maybe not on the field, maybe in the stands, but eh, we'll see. And plus, college football, the official start, begins August 28th. Week zero. Oh, the best games in week zero. I think Nebraska plays Illinois. What a game that's, uh... Overrated. I mean, that's a month from when this podcast comes out. And week one, which is when you know everybody plays, is Labor Day weekend. That's the week after in September. So we're a month away from college football starting. We're getting all this realignment crazy rumors. These are not Sanders facts. Plus, this week, last week actually, the Olympics started. I don't know if you've seen the Olympics. You might not have because apparently ratings are way down. Plus, everything happens at 2 a.m. in the morning. So we're all sleeping, and the Olympics are going on. It's pretty bad because it's in Tokyo, which is a 13-hour time difference. So that's all out there. And then I said the NBA draft is Thursday. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. If you want to hear that, it was probably the Hillbilly Podcast. The king of facts, basically. Whatever I said, I don't even remember what I said on that podcast, but whatever I said is probably going to happen because I did proclaim myself the king of facts after the Bucks won, and Giannis went crazy, and that did happen. And I did predict that was going to happen. Plus, I remembered what I did on the NFL draft. I beat Mel Kuyper. So I don't know how you can't proclaim me as the King of Facts. So I don't know what's going to happen with this super conference thing. That'd probably be pretty bad. But whatever I think is going to happen is going to happen. Sanders Facts. That's all I've got for sports this week. Crazy sports week. I know, we went pretty long on that. Thanks goodness that's over. So, coming up, as I 
mentioned earlier, we've got a little bit to talk about in politics this week, too, because it was a busy week in politics, too. We had Congress doing stuff. We had the CDC doing stuff. We had the White House doing stuff. Our boy, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., our boy. We're going to talk about all that coming up right here as the Zander's Facts Podcast continues. Xander's Facts. Hey guys, it's Abbott and Xander here. So, you know what's also here? Summer. How about that? I love summer. And what do you need for summer? Well, the essentials, of course. And Instacart can help you out with all of your summer needs. I know we all have Instacart. So Instacart will set out a personal shopper to deliver your favorite products from local stores to your door in as fast as an hour. I mean, come on. How about that? Plus, you can choose from a ton of stores around you to always get what you need. Instacart helps you to find the best deals on all the things you usually buy and will give you smart suggestions for new items that you might like. So what are you waiting for? Use the link in this episode's description if you're a new customer to get free delivery on your first order above $35 and go shop without even leaving your home with Instacart today. Xander's Facts! Welcome back in to episode 26 of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Of course, I'm now from Richard Xander, blah, blah, blah. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the podcast, if you like the facts that I just laid out for you on the Super Conference, then remember, click that follow button, download button, download this episode. Super Conference, here we come. Rate the podcast, review the podcast, and then go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials. Follow, like, subscribe, at, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z, and most importantly, remember to spread the facts. Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends that Xander is the king of facts on sports and on politics, too, because here we go. We got a busy week to talk about in politics, just like sports. This week, especially Tuesday, the day I'm recording this podcast was especially busy because there was a congressional hearing today on tuesday the first hearing for the house select committee investigating the capitol insurrection of january 6th took place oh boy hooray what a time to be alive and testifying were four members of the capitol police force who helped protect the capitol on that day they gave their testimonies to recall what they experienced on january 6th and of course it reminded us all that these people are pretty crazy. The insurrectionists who fought for Trump. And just so, just to make sure it wasn't clear, they, they laid it out for you. It wasn't Antifa. It wasn't BLM, Black Lives Matter. It was white supremacists, white nationalists, people who were yelling fight for Trump, people who were waving all the Trump flags, wearing their Trump hats, and started beating the police officers up. Back the blue. I guess. They weren't back in the blue that day. So what does that say to you? All you people with the stupid blue line on your flags when you shouldn't be defacing the flag, apparently that's not American. But I wanted to put my blue line on the flag to show I support the police. Well, apparently you don't support the police if you support the instructions. Spitting the truth. Republicans don't like the committee either. They probably don't like the police. I don't know. Even though Democrats are the ones that apparently want to defund the police, even though the COVID relief bill supercharged 
police force funds, and no Republicans voted for it, but they're not talking about that because they said, What? You can't do that? Throw that COVID money to people? How could you? I mean, that's that's what happened. The Democrats gave the police money, actually, and the Republicans are saying they wanted to fund them, and that's not really true. That was a fact. So the committee has been met with disdain from Republicans. Guess who? Oh, because... Apparently, they don't want to spread the truth about what actually happened on January 6th. It was Antifa, Black Lives Matter. They were hugging and kissing. That's what I've heard. Apparently, hugging and kissing was going what? on. What? I watched it live. I've been watching all these videos. I haven't seen any hugging and kissing going on. Maybe from uh, the insurrectionists who were hugging and kissing each other after they beat up the police officers, but not to the police officers. I didn't see any hugging and kissing, so that didn't really make any sense. Even though... They don't like this, even though the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, when she and the Democrats were negotiating with the Republicans, the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy with Q, said, I want this, 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 and this. And Pelosi said, okay, you can have all those. And then McCarthy said, well, fine, I'm not doing it. And so they did vote for it. And so Pelosi said, okay, fine, we'll just go on our own. Every single concession that they had in a previous deal, and he still rejected the proposal McCarthy did in the Republicans and told Republicans not to vote for it. And so then, when, when it was passed on Democratic terms and Republicans were still able to appoint five members, McCarthy appointed three Republicans who voted to overturn results of the election. Whoops. Hmm, like Jim Jordan. The guy who apparently covered up sexual assault at Ohio State as a wrestling coach. Now, what are you implying? When Pelosi rejected only two of those, McCarthy said, fine, and got rid of all five. He pulled all five of them. Yet, Pelosi said, whatever, and still gave the go-ahead to the committee. And after that, she appointed Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who's a Republican from Illinois, who has been very much vocal about how bad Kevin McCarthy's been doing, and how bad the Republicans have been doing for saying that the election was stolen. He doesn't believe that. Plus, when Pelosi appointed her members back a couple weeks ago, she appointed a congresswoman, who you might know because we talked about her on this podcast, from Wyoming, a Republican congresswoman, Liz Cheney. Both of them have repeatedly rebuked their party's accusations that the election was stolen and we need to find all the ballots and the routers, apparently. There's this new thing about routers. What would internet routers have to do? Who knows? So that's going on. That's going to keep going on. The Fox News is going to say, It's a sham Pelosi made it. She's evil. But I don't think so. True, true. Also, on Tuesday, another thing. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended that in in areas where there is high transmission of the coronavirus, vaccinated individuals should wear masks indoors max what the cdc that's who the centers for disease control prevention are the cdc also recommended that vaccinated individuals with vulnerable household members like young children and those who are immunocompromised to wear masks in indoor public spaces what what are you talking about plus the CDC also recommended all teachers, staff, and students in schools wear masks in the fall, regardless if they are vaccinated or not. So, what does this mean? Something that Virginia did that I thought was stupid was they left it up to the schools. Really? 
Well, all the people, remember a couple weeks ago when we talked about critical fact theory and we said all these people who have all this time on their hands apparently are going to the school board meetings and shouting, white privilege. Well, all those people are going to start going to the school board meetings to say, freedom for masks. And then all the school board members are going to get scared and say, okay, you don't have to wear a mask. Well, that's what's going to happen. Oops. Because in these rural areas where they're like, oh, we're fine, la-di-da-di-da. Well, in fact, a lot of the rural areas are the ones that have the highest transmissions. Because I found that in areas that voted for Trump instead of Biden in 2020, legally, not stolen, that COVID cases and COVID transmission was twice as higher as in areas that voted for Biden. Why? Because those people aren't wearing masks, those people aren't vaccinated. And they're spreading the COVID. And they're like, how did I get this COVID? I don't know. Well, because you didn't get the vaccine. And you weren't wearing masks when you weren't vaccinated. It's all true. So there you go. The CDC said that on Tuesday. And to find out if you live in an area with high transmission at the county level, because the CDC actually has that data, you can go online and use the CDC's COVID data tracker. And if you don't know where that is, I've provided a link in the description of this episode of the podcast. It says... CDC COVID data tracker or something, click that, click your state, click your county, and you'll find out. And then you'll be like, oh, I should probably wear a mask, even if I'm vaccinated. Because back, this is actually a reversal from what the CDC said back in May when they said that all vaccinated individuals didn't have to wear masks because we thought we were doing better. We were still getting a lot of people vaccinated. COVID cases were still going down. But now that's all that's changed now. The number of people who are getting vaccinated each day continues to go down, but the number of people who are getting COVID continues to go up. And all the hospitals are starting to see COVID again. Here we go! So, kind of have to push back. Plus, today, the president, your boy, Joe Biden announced that the White House is considering making COVID vaccinations required for all employees of the federal government. You can't put that chip in me, Joe! Well, actually... You probably can if you work for the federal government. That would include civilian workers, members of the military, members of the post office, and other federal agencies. There are about 4 million federal employees. That's a lot. And they might all have to get vaccinated. They should have gotten vaccinated. Like the NFL players who I was whining about earlier because they're stupid and they're selfish and they're liars. And Get that out of here. <sighs> and these people, if you don't have the vaccine right now, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast because I've said for like... 20 weeks in a row, you should probably get vaccinated. Like Xander has. The vaccine is Xander approved. It's a Xander's fact, so I don't know why the king of facts is telling you to go get it, so I don't know why ugh, I don't know why you don't have it right now, but you should. And the president's telling you to go do it. So go do it. And Nurse Luro, who we had on last week, is telling you to go get it. So if you're not going to listen to Nurse Luro, then maybe you should stop listening to Tucker. Okay. And all of this is coming as the vaccination rate continues to lower. As I said, while the number of new COVID cases is continuing to rise. And actually, earlier this week, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, became the first federal agency to mandate its more than 100,000 frontline healthcare workers. They must get the COVID vaccine. Oh, no. And the state of California, communism, and New York City, socialism, also announced mandates for his employees to get the vaccine or else they will face regular testing. Get the vaccine 
or else you're going to get a needle stuck up your nose every day. I'd rather get the vaccine. Even if it made me into a magnet, which it doesn't, by the way. We already talked about that, Sanders Facts. Oh my gosh. Plus, this week, we've got new details on the infrastructure bill. Let's move away from COVID because that's just depressing. Another fact. Let's talk about infrastructure again because about a month ago, we had a podcast episode. We had an entire episode dedicated to infrastructure. We called it Build Those Roads or something. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it before we talk about this because in that episode, we broke everything down that was, we broke down everything that was in the bipartisan infrastructure bill that's being proposed by Congress. However, since then, about a month ago, there have been some hiccups in the 11th hour negotiations. Oh no, they're, they're trying to decide how to fund the bill. And another main sticking point between the two parties is deciding how much funding would be directed to public transit. They're talking about that. Even so, there have been Democrats and Republicans who are saying that they are extremely close. And it looks like they are, and hopefully they are. So while they do that, Democrats are working on getting all 50 of their senators in the Senate on board for their separate reconciliation package that could be up to $3.5 trillion. It could cost up to that much, with the president calling it a human infrastructure bill. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when we had that other podcast. We said, and actually we know this now, the bill's going to include funding for free community college, universal pre-K, expanded caregiving for the disabled and elderly, national paid family leave, subsidized child care, extended child tax credits, and it will expand Medicare to include dental, vision, and hearing coverage. Oh, yay. There are also several environmental initiatives in the bill, including incentives for using clean energy, electric vehicle tax credits. If you get an electric vehicle, it will cost less Cool facts, bro. And it would create a new clean energy standard to force power companies to move away from emitting carbon monoxide. Because carbon monoxide is kind of bad. It could kill you. And the plan establishes a fiscal year budget resolution for 2022 next year. No shutdown. Yay. That would have a goal of achieving 80% clean electricity and cut carbon emissions by 50% in half by 2030 that is nine years away bold move there paris climate accord good thing we rejoined that thing because some boy dummy didn't that's interesting because i learned a couple weeks ago that there was a president back in the 70s who installed solar panels on the white house and you may know his name he's a peanut farmer who also builds houses our boy jimmy carter oh he was a great boy he was just plagued by the Republicans. And then there was another boy in the 80s who you might know, Ronnie, who was probably not that good of a boy if you actually do your research. He took down the solar panels and they weren't brought back up until our boy, Barack Obama, the president, former president, put them back up. And when Obama got into the Paris Climate Accord, Trump got out of it. And Ted Cruz defended it because he said, we're defending the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. And that didn't make any sense because it really wasn't about Paris. That's just where they had the negotiations, like the Geneva Accords. They weren't about a Geneva. They were just there. Ugh. You dummy. Stupidity. I'm sorry. I can't. I can only take so much of stupidity. And Ted Cruz, as you know, we talk about him a lot on this podcast. He brings a lot of it. So 
in total. The amount of new spending for these infrastructure bills comes to about $4.1 trillion. That's a lot of money. But because our bridges are falling apart, maybe we need to spend it. So while there are no deadlines that have been set for the bills to be voted on, I don't know. Chuck Schumer did something stupid last week. He said, you must vote on the bill by Wednesday. And they voted on the bill and it didn't pass. So that was really dumb. But they're going to do it again. And reportedly, Congress is preparing for a weekend session this weekend that's going to finish the deals. Hopefully get them done by this weekend. But there's an issue. So both bills need to be passed. They can't pass one without the other. That's what the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said. She said... They would not pass one bill without the other in the House. Both bills need to be passed in the Senate first before either one of them is voted on in the House. Because they don't want any trickery games. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. Hopefully, by next week on this podcast, we'll know all the details and we'll be able to provide the funding details and all that stuff. And hopefully, we'll be able to provide the funding in the Congress for critical upgrades and physical and human infrastructure in the U.S. Because as we mentioned, it is certainly lacking. Plus, there have been a ton of studies out there that say kids that go to preschool and are in pre-K do a lot better, especially in elementary school, than kids who don't. Like Xander went to pre-K. And now he's hosting a podcast all about facts. So there you go, Xander's facts. How about that? That's all I've got, though, on infrastructure. And that's all I've got this week on Xander's Facts Podcast. How about that? We talked about infrastructure of course we talked about covid vaccines again because and masks because you might have to wear a mask again if you live in a high transmission area click that link in the description and then click all the links that go to everything xander's facts likes plus we talked about congress and their hearings for the select committee and how the republicans don't like it because when and then we talked about the super conferences all that stuff college football nfl i mean the nfl season starts a week after college football and that's about a month away so we are going to be on it. Enlightening the masses. Thank you all for listening to episode 26 of the Zaders Facts podcast. And remember, if you liked the podcast, if you liked all the facts we had about everything, then remember, click the follow button, download, rate, review, everything on the podcast app you've got for the Zaders Facts podcast. And also, go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, follow, like, heart, everything the Zaders Facts podcast does. That's Xander with a Z. And then most importantly, tell all your friends, spread the facts. If you're going to go see the new Space Jam movie, which probably aren't, sorry, then go tell all your friends, tell the whole movie theater, spread the facts. Then you'd probably get kicked out. Or if you're seeing Black Widow or Jungle Cruise, all these good movies are coming out. All right, well, that's it. That is a wrap on episode 26 of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye.